Sooner fans, Longhorn Nation, welcome to episode 22 of the only podcast exclusively dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football, the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma. That's right, the Boomer Bebo podcast, and this podcast was made for this week. Red River Shootout Week is here. Kevin, you do all the design on the on the YouTube page. For those that aren't listening, for those that are listening on a pod, uh, Kevin has typed out on our screen, Red River Shootout Week is here. Kevin, why are we so bold going with the old school Red River Shootout? Because we're OGs like that, man. We yes! keep the original here. Yes. Because we're not woke. We're not this this is not a woke podcast that has showdowns and rivalries. We have shootouts that occur across the Red River by the University of Oklahoma, the University of Texas at the State Fair in the Cotton Bowl. Shootouts. I'm fired up. Let's get it. Let's get it. Listen, Kevin. I have uh, you know, I'm into the world of Twitter now. Yeah. And I gotta tell you. Based on the attitude of what I'm reading from Texas fan, y'all are extremely confident for this game. You, it is like you are already fitting the golden hat on your heads to know how it's going to feel and the size and, and you're getting measurements done. It is, I mean, for a three and two team to be this confident about a win, I'm fascinated. Am I is Texas fan on Twitter representative of Texas fan at large? No, I think you're over exaggerating a little bit. I think Texas fan is optimistic, but we know in the back of our minds anything can happen. We talked about this on the recap episode yesterday, right? When we started to preview this game, I mentioned that I saw a one in four Texas team beat an OU team with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Okay, hold on. Let me stop. Let me stop you there. That was a great story, and I would love to relive Charlie Strong beating us. But here's the problem, Kevin, and I get this from my Oklahoma friends all the time. They say the problem with this podcast is that you are not representative of typical Texas fan. They say that you're too reasonable, that you're too mature, that you're too measured, you're too knowledgeable. So everything you're saying makes sense. I'm asking about Texas fan. Is Texas fan thinking that all they have to do is show up in the road whites and they're going to win this game on Saturday? That's what I'm asking. Texas fan feels like we're due. It's it's been too long. 2018 was a long time ago, and Texas fan would love to see nothing more than a reverse of what we saw in the early 2000s. And Texas fan feels like OU is right there for the taking. So wait a minute. When you say you're due, are you thinking you're due for a big win? Are you thinking you're due for a beatdown? Or are you thinking you're just due to get out by, by, by a field goal win at the end? Listen, we're due for a win, right? But I would love to see nothing more than a beatdown. I would I love to see you. it. Not saying it's going to happen. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm predicting it. 
But I would I love see. to see it, man. There's a lot of pent up frustration there over the last, really the last decade, but especially the last uh, five times we faced off against the Sooners, especially after what happened last year, where we felt like we were better for most of the game and just completely collapsed in the second half, especially the fourth quarter. So there's a lot pent up in there. Um, conversely on Twitter, it looks like Oklahoma fan is in the depths of despair. It looks like Oklahoma fan thinks there is no chance we're going to win this game. Um, the two losses we've suffered have so severely bruised our ego, our sense of self-worth, any sort of confidence we've had in this coaching staff, any confidence we've had in the players, any momentum. Kevin, there are some on Oklahoma Twitter that are questioning, should we even play the game? I I don't know. I, I just what I read. It's just what I read on Twitter. I don't know. No, That's no, what no, I read. Everything you read. It's Twitter, man. Come on. Oh, um, you can't get too caught up in that stuff. Here's why they're freaking the freak out. And I got to tell you, I'm not too far off. What in the world is Brent Venables going to do at quarterback? I mean, if Bevel is, is any a horrible spot to be, to be in, it's a horrible spot for him to be in right now. Listen, we have not heard official word on Dylan Gabriel, and unlike the NFL, you know, I doubt there there will be an official word. You know, it'll be one of these deals where he's not warming up, or you know, in a quick no, Dylan's yeah, not able to go. Yeah, but I don't think he's playing. I don't think they're – I made that clear in the last episode. I don't think he's playing. I don't think they're rushing him out. And and to be fair to the to, to the hardcore OU fan, the performance at TCU, we're not even begging to have him rushing out, right? I mean, it's not like he's going to come out and, like, blow the doors off because if the TCU performance I, was – I disagree with that. You think he's going to – so wait a minute. You're saying – No, 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 no. I don't disagree that he's going to play. I disagree that you're a much better football team – with him out there. Well. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know well, the TCU performance was, but no, 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 no. You need, you, you, you want and need Dylan Gabriel for this okay, game. Okay. You're right. He yeah. gives us our best chance to win. By far. Okay. However, his performance in the TCU game doesn't like, it, it's, we, even if Dylan Gabriel was playing, it's not like we would be, counting our money at the betting window right now with Dylan Gabriel playing based on the way he played at TCU. Is that fair? fair? Enough. Yeah, fair enough. So if he's not playing, however, oh my God, Bevel, mm, that is nerve wracking. Uh, I have joked with uh, numerous people that we should put Mims and run the Wildcat. Okay. I seriously, I, this is a serious suggestion. I have no inside information. I've never seen a practice. I would love to be invited like as a media member of the media or something. But I think you got to roll with Evers. I think you got to go with the kid that has the least amount of scar tissue, the least amount of, uh, uh, of knowledge of what's happening around him, and somebody that's just said that has no pressure on him, run out and just sling it. Heavy doses of run. Game. Dude, what are you what are you gonna do? You're gonna run Bevel out there? The dude was shell shocked, Kevin. 
He had no idea what was happening around him. He couldn't make a decision. And you want to go play in, in the Cotton Bowl against you guys, who right now your defense is flying to the ball, at least they were with West Virginia? I don't know, dude. I don't know that Bevel's the answer. I mean, maybe they're going to get him ready and coach him up. But come on, dude. You've got to be telling me that Texas fan is so fired up right now to see Davis Bevel. They don't even know what to do with themselves. Listen, man, we're fired up. But, again, we're fired up mainly because we're just due, man. And after what happened last year, we are just ready for another shot at you guys. More than anything, man, we need it. We got to have this one. Okay, speaking of quarterbacks, any update? Did 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 uh man look did Sarkis Sark said in his press conference he did okay. he had his press conference this morning okay he said that we're as healthy as we've been in weeks at the quarterback position is what he said all right they asked him okay well based on how Hudson Carr has been performing are you you know tempted to roll out with him even if you were as healthy he said we're gonna roll with whoever gives us the best chance to win on Saturday so. Take that how you will. Well, no, how do you take it? I feel it? like. How do you take it? I feel like I, if yours is ready to go, he's going to go. Again, he gives you the best. If he gives you the best chance to win, if he's healthy, it, it's got to be him. Prepare Hudson Carr like he's been preparing all year. But if it's yours, if he's ready to go, put him out there. Put him out there. This is going to sound weird. I think I think yours is the better quarterback. I, I've been clear about that. If if that if that two quarters against Alabama is any indication of what the potential of this kid, he's a very he's going to be a very good quarterback. wasn't even It wasn't even one full quarter. He did all that, and yeah, he's going to be he's going to so. he's going to be a very good quarterback. Okay. However, you've got a wounded Oklahoma team. Mm-hmm. You need a leader that people are trusting, and that is not going to make mistakes. And even though you've had losses, especially an inexplicable one at Texas Tech, even though you've had losses, right. they haven't been Card's fault. He has played incredibly solid football. You know what you're going to get at this point. He's not losing the game for you. Are you sure you don't want to make the argument that Hudson Card gets the start because isn't he good enough to beat this Oklahoma team as it's composed of today? Yes, he is. I believe he is. But again, if you is your guy and he is ready to go and he is healthy, it should be yours. I hope they start yours because you know what? We will light him up. He's a true freshman or – He's whatever, redshirt freshman, doesn't matter. He's a redshirt freshman. He will get rattled by the crowd. He'll get rattled by the expectations. Our better option for Oklahoma is, is to have you restart. I'm just going to say it right now. I hope they start the kid. Sark, big listener to the BBP, start yours, and we will light him up. We will light him up. I'm not sure up. the secondary agrees with that. I don't when care about throwing, the secondary. Listen. When he's throwing bombs over their head. Look, dude. Let's play. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to rush seven. Receivers who were open by 10 yards. Rush seven, play four deep. That's all I'm saying. Rush seven, play four deep, and just beat that kid down. Beat that kid down. Man, look, we can beat. I think we can win this game with either or. I think that you know I'm right. I think you know I'm right, and you're sitting there thinking of some way to talk your way out of it. 
and you're thinking, hey, you know, maybe we should go with Hudson Card. Maybe we should go. Maybe Hudson Card's our guy. Safe choice. No, I mean, y'all don't want no part of Quinn. You really don't want any part of Card either. Ah, ah. <laughs> I'm being honest. Uh, what else? Did, what else? Card gets you with the run game. What else? Did you know what? The he, he, you know, he was asked if the team is gonna look at what happened against TCU and you know think they have it gives them some sort of advantage. And he's like, look, you know, we're not good enough for that. Basically, we're not good enough to be looking at what happened and. and last game and thinking that gives us some sort of advantage. One thing about Sark that I like, I told you, I'm, I'm not completely sold on him at all as a head coach yet, right? But one thing he says is that we have to worry about us, not about the other team, not about who they have, who they don't have. We got to just handle our business and we'll be okay. He preached that going into the Alabama game. And for the most part, obviously they didn't win the game, but it allowed them to be competitive, sure. right? By focusing on themselves. So I think if they come in with that same mindset, they'll be okay uh, this weekend. Listen, the 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 worst thing that can happen to Oklahoma is a Texas team that plays with the confidence that they played with against Alabama. Yeah. The, the best thing that happened to Oklahoma, the best thing that could happen to Oklahoma is they treat the loss to TCU as evidence that they can just walk in and win the game. I mean, th- that's that's the two yeah. mindsets that Sark is talking about and having to compete against and balance. And mm-hmm. for Oklahoma fan, yes, TCU killed us. We have no chance of winning. Oklahoma's terrible. But if they cut out that rat poison and say, you know what, we do what we do, they've got a real – if they play like they played against Alabama, Oklahoma is in for a long day. I will give you that. Yeah. We'll see how they show up, right? And again, I hate to keep bringing this up, but it's just like in 2015. Look, the players are human, right? If you if you are playing against a team that's one and four, one and four, right? You think they're one and four. What the hell are you gonna do with us? And then you get there, and it's like, oh, we're in a fight here, and it goes down to the fourth quarter. You end up losing a football game. It can yeah. happen. And this is not, and this is not a bad OU team. I don't care what's no. happened against TCU and Kansas. This is not a bad football team. He's got the team is full of players that have won a lot of big games, that have played in and won a lot of big games. Brent Venables, right? He's having his adjustment as being a head coach, right, and adjusting to these players. But he's a guy who has coached in and won a lot of big games. So I don't. This is not going to be a team that's going to walk on the field scared, intimidated, right? Even though things aren't going your way right now, the, the OU team is going to show up ready to go. And Texas has to have the same mentality or they're going to lose the football game, straight up. The reality, Kevin, I, I don't know that anything tops last year, uh, at least in terms of um, dr- you know dramatics. But in terms of like a football game, because of where these two schools are at, three and two, you know, clawing to get back, playing for playing for pride, playing, you know, literally Oklahoma can literally play for to beat Texas, right? That's they know that in a law in a in a in a in a real way, this is their season. Yeah. And Texas is, is is in the same place. Everything's in front of them. This has the uh, the ingredients to create a really good football game. Right? Correct. 
because mm-hmm. the talent level of these teams right now, and the, I mean, Texas is still three and two. Yes. As good as good as the loss at Bama was, is as bad as the loss at Texas Tech was. Yeah. And as good as the win at Nebraska was for OU, well, I don't even know. The TCU loss was abysmal, right? And so I still think, though, that from a quarterback, there's questions at quarterback. Still, Sark, still new coach-ish. Uh, defense has some players, but we're not completely sold on them. Same kind of thing. It has the ingredients to be a very competitive game. The real, to me, the question mark is going to be OU quarterback and 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 the game plan that develops from that. I can't wait to see how the rest of this week shakes out. For those listening on the B, uh, on the on the podcast or watching us here on YouTube, we are going to try to do a show. We're going to try to do a show every day this week. It might not happen. It might not happen. But Kevin and I are, are going to try to pump out some content every single day because this is Christmas. Yeah. This is Christmas, Halloween, Fourth of July, New Year's, Arbor Day, whatever you want. This is all. Of, this is everything. Flag Day. Flag Day, what? can't forget that. Flag you know Day, what, all of it. I love Flag Day. I love my uh, daughter has a calendar that's got like all the days. You know, like National okay. Don't National Don't Buy Anything Day, and this all this kind of stuff. I should look at that and get some more for the rest of the week to know what we need to throw into here. Long story short, this is a big week. This is what the Boomer Bebo podcast was invented to talk about. So, for all you listeners that have been listening so far. Thank you so, so, so much. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun getting feedback. Please consider passing along our podcast this week to your friends. Because we would love to get Texas fan more engaged. We'd love to get more Oklahoma fans engaged. We know that our loyal listeners are going to be there. We just want to make the party even bigger. And so... Again, wherever you get podcasts, we're available. Obviously, we're here on YouTube, the Podomatic page for KREF. Everything's been great. But please, please, please share us. Get us out there. Let people know what they can listen to this week because we're excited about it. Kevin, are you excited? Man, come on, man. I stay excited for this game. Listen to that. Even when it's not happening, man. Also, one more point. One more point. Since 2014, every game – in the Cotton Bowl between Texas and OU, one score game. Literally everyone since 2014. And there have been one some fantastic game. ones. I mean, yeah. since 2014, you have seen Baker and Ellinger go toe-to-toe. You saw Kyler and Ellinger go toe-to-toe. You saw Jalen Hurts. You had a quadruple overtime game that Kevin attended. You had All those games were Ellinger, by the way. Uh, all, all those games for Ellinger, yeah. and then you had the greatest second half that an Oklahoma fan could ever have experienced. I will argue that until the day I die. It was so much fun to be a part of. I cannot wait to get down to Dallas. I cannot wait to get into the Cotton Bowl. More importantly, I can't wait to put out four more episodes of this because I could talk about it all day. But, Kevin, we're going to end it for tonight. Boomer. Welcome.